0: Welcome to episode twenty five of Big Boss Battles Big Boss Babble. Once again I am joined by Dan. Hello. And returning is Toby. Hello Hey, hey Toby's back, which is all good. Woo. So we'll start off what, what, what we've what we've been playing then? What we've been playing?
1: This week I've been playing Near Automata for the first time. Awesome.
2: Is it, it near Automata or Near Automata? Or, or tomato, tomato. tomato.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you could ask ten different people and get twelve different opinions.
0: <laughs> yes. So, how, how are you finding it? So? Because I, I paid it briefly, and I was—I just got confused and kind of stopped playing it.
1: I—I I don't know. It's quite confusing. I got it as a gift from a friend, so I'm going to stick through it for a bit. I don't quite know. All I know is that it's men and women outfits with blindfolds on, which have superpowers, and it's
2: well, all right very confusing. Bots, aren't
1: they? Yes, yes, they are. They have yes, and then you fight a big machine, and ah, uh...
0: <laughs> yeah. It's all so from... I, yeah, I got confused because um, the the intro sequence that you play through is very disorienting hmm. in as much as it doesn't seem to know what it wants to be. Because yes. the, the intro goes completely against what you've seen in any screenshots or gameplay footage that you might have seen before in as much as it's a vertical shooter and then it's a twin stick shooter and then it's a horizontal shooter and it's like, what? What, what, what is this game? And then you land and then there's a big digger and you're in third person. And, but it all happened so mm. quick. You're like, "What's going on?" Yeah,
1: <laughs> I've only, I I, kept...
2: I I've only ever seen pictures of it in third person. I I I didn't know what. <laughs> I didn't know about any of this other stuff. This is strange. <laughs> yeah, it's I kept it's switching between
1: weird. my keyboard and controller just to get a good way of actually controlling everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it and it keeps doing these weird flips. Like, even when yes. you're in third person, the camera will will move all of a sudden to a different position, and then even though you're still in the same area and you're, you're just viewing it from a different viewpoint, and then the control system completely changes. Like, at one point, a little bit later, you go into a room and there's loads of these little robot dudes around that you're whacking in third person, and then all of a sudden, for no particular reason, the camera just shoots up into the middle of the ceiling and you're looking straight down and it's become a twin-stick thing again. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I got up to I, I got up to a bit where I I, I beat up an oil rig, <laughs> and then yeah I I kind of went yeah this is just too confusing and didn't and didn't carry on. I'm obviously, continue, all these people yeah. saying that it's the best game in the world are obviously cleverer than I am because I just
1: didn't get it and gave up.
2: I, I've got to say I'm I'm more interested in it now <laughs> than I was before.
1: <laughs> yes, it, I'm excited to play more at the very least.
0: Yeah, it is interesting, and the protagonist has got a a unique look, shall we say? She looks like a French maid, and then mm, her, her yes, best friend, her best friend who who she sort of works with, looks like a, a poor Victorian urchin boy. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a weird style, and it's a it's a weird game. The it fashion,
2: just... the fashion of summer twenty eighteen, predicted there for you. <laughs> yeah, I
0: just don't. I just, I just think it's one of those things that I just don't get it's it's a bit, it's a very arty game, and I'm just not clever enough for all that
2: fair, fair i I didn't know that all of the control mechanics switched and everything. I think that sounds pretty cool actually, so
1: mechanics don't switch, but the, no? the viewpoint does, and so you're just using the same controls, but on a different plane,
2: okay, yeah,
0: and sometimes yeah. like. Like I was saying just before the podcast there's a you know you're wandering around in the third person area and you climb up a ladder to walk around this sort of big silo building but all of a sudden the the controls are not 3D anymore they're 2D and you're walking around it on a completely 2D plane mm. so yeah it's 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 a weird one well I'll do, I'll, I'll for the, for the uh, podcast listeners on YouTube I'll try and put some footage in so if there is footage you've been watching it I did it well done
1: um. <laughs> this is this is great footage.
2: Yeah, this is this is brilliant. Oh, oh, oh that thing. Uh,
0: See, now uh. you're just annoying me because now I'm going to have to time something up <laughs> to to go with that now.
1: Otherwise, it's going to oh, drive that me thing mad. I think that just happened was amazing.
2: <sighs> is this just cut down from peanuts? <laughs> I don't understand this bit. Oh, I'm just gonna
0: have to spy Snoopy in there, will not I? Right, okay.
2: <laughs> Snoopy's Flying Ace, just edited in that bit, yeah. <laughs> Why are they talking German now? <laughs> uh, you're a couple of gits. Snoopy's Flying Ace was actually quite good. It was like. Uh, oh, what was that game on the PlayStation 3? War. Oh, everything was called War something back then, actually. But where you could uh, <laughs> hop on artillery and then you could get in a plane and you could. You know, and it was doing that kind of battlefield thing, but on a smaller war, war, ah, and oh, it came with a headset. What was it called? It wasn't Mag, was it? it was no, Mag? no, Mag was good. Mag was the two hundred and fifty odd people against each other. Well. Yeah. It was team oh, wow. beats a team pushes forwards fights another team. Yeah, it's I remember like that when they came out and
0: went, "Yeah, we've got this new game called Mag," and I was like, "Yeah, Mag like a guitar uh, like a not guitar. What we're we talking about a, a a gun magazine of bullets and all that kind of stuff. Got, no, no, it just turned to a massive action game.
2: Yeah, that was it. It was oh, massive okay. action game. Okay,
0: such- imaginative. Well done.
2: Such a, such a great <laughs> <laughs> such a great name. It could have been yeah. It was, massive, it was it was equally the greatest game. and worst name
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah Yeah. so what have I been playing this week I've been playing old games because I like old games most, you? Yeah, most of the week I've just been firing up MAME and playing old arcade games because it's fair. fun I played through quite a bit of Smash TV until it got to the point where I was usually multiple credits per room and I was like, mm, it's a bit of a slug. Because that game does get ridiculous. It's just ridiculously hard from the start. But, yeah, it just gets ridiculous a bit later on. And, actually, I was playing a game earlier, Dan, that we need to play because we've we've done the first one, and that was Goal Patrol.
2: Ah, yes, I've never played the second one.
0: Have you never played it? No. It's good. And, actually, technically, there is a third game in the series that was on PlayStation. Is
2: it also by Konami...
0: It is by Konami, and it plays in exactly the same way, but it hasn't got the same characters. It's some kind of weird Hercules game. But it's basically exactly the same.
2: What, with zombies and travelling through time? It's
0: just that that, that style of gameplay. Gotcha. But it was the same dev team and everything. So It's kind of like a spiritual sequel. So we might have to check that one out as well at some point.
2: Uh, The game I was thinking of a second ago, sorry, was Warhawk. Uh, Snoopy's Flying War Ace Hawk. was very much Warhawk yeah
0: Yeah. actually now you, you mentioned the name I remember that
2: yeah, yeah. it was Cheap a very early a PS3 game. game it was it was yeah yeah yes it good was good
0: what, what have you been playing then Dan
2: I haven't tell me oh. more about what you've been playing <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, what else did I play for ages not Blackthorn it, no, I did try Blackthorn because you said it was excellent, that and I fantastic. and I literally died while I was still being taught how to play the game. <laughs> like literally, the first enemy come up, and it was like, yeah, you can hide in the shadows and then pop out, and but you can't hide in the shadows with your gun out, so you have to come out of the shadows. Get your gun out, then shoot. And by that time, you've been shot in the head twice by the enemy. <laughs> it's I think. Like, oh, when, okay. I
2: think when you get the gun out, it brings you out of the shadows. But I can't remember because it's been so long. But uh, fair but enough.
0: No. But yeah, I was playing the thirty-two X one, so it might be slightly different to the Snes one. Was it.
2: but it was a really good game.
0: But yeah, really game. and also, what was the other good game that you said was really good? And I played, and that didn't you didn't like, like? Demolition Man. Dem- yeah, Demolition Man. Yeah, yeah. that was weird because I played the. What, what did I play first? The SNES one, I think. And I managed to get through the first level, not really much of an issue, and then got to some weird isometric level that killed me very quickly. But on the Mega Drive one, I couldn't even make it through the first level. I don't know what it was, whether the timing's slightly different on the Mega Drive one or something, I'm not sure. Potentially.
2: Potentially. Yeah, it's a bit weird. I don't remember isometric levels, I might just be might just have forgotten. But... <laughs> used to love that game yeah. to happily sit there and play that from start to end well we'll try and we'll
0: try and get it set up and we'll try and uh, get some footage and do a, a B3 retro thing at some point Got to be which done. will be going out soon so podcast listeners keep a lookout out for them me and Dan are going to be playing some retro games and they'll be going up on YouTube fairly
2: soon Bonanza Bros yes and Zombies so, Like by Neighbours and Toy Gemino hopefully yes that would be top top fun
0: <laughs> but yeah yep they'll be out soon so what else has been going on this week apart from obviously Donald Trump blaming video games for gun violence again
2: yeah I mean, that's always going to happen isn't it you can't believe yeah. that yeah cool. well not <laughs> specifically him doing it but like people doing it you know because if it wasn't that it'd be D&D or, or... Marilyn ne- Manson. Or Netflix. Yeah, or Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Or... Uh, Insane Clown Posse. Or... You know.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously, they were an FBI gang, aren't they? <laughs> so... It's very bizarre, that. Very, not gaming-related at all. But that's a bizarre situation, that is. <laughs> I mean, what... So I'm just going to have to go on to the side. Where when before has a, a fan base of a certain band been designated by the FBI a gang? That's just weird.
2: That is pretty extreme. Sorry, what? The uh,
0: the the fans of Insane Clown Posse are called Juggalos, and yes. Juggalos have been classified a gang by the FBI. It was it was about five years ago. They got put on the top ten FBI gang list. I, I see. Yeah, it's just really bizarre. They recently, I think just the end of late last year, they had a juggalo march in Washington to try yes. and get themselves off of the FBI list.
1: But yeah. Wasn't it at the same time as like some alt-right people doing the same thing? Possibly. I remember seeing lots of footage of them interacting. It's quite interesting.
0: <laughs> it is. But anyway, they are tangentially video game related because they was in backyard wrestling. So there you go. Oh. There
2: you go. There aren't really that many games with musicians in them now. Is well, no, I mean, there? There used probably... to be
0: loads. I mean Aerosmith yeah, I mean, had a few of them. Aerosmith had Revolution X and the fir- what what I would say was the first ever rhythm action game, which was Aerosmith's Quest for Fame. <laughs> there was and- a you go on, sorry.
2: There was a Journey game, wasn't there? I'm sure I've seen an advert for... So. There was, yes, yeah. there
0: was. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but yes, there was a Journey game.
2: <laughs> and obviously there was the KISS first-person shooter. Circus yeah, Psycho of, Circles. Psycho, psycho Circles. <laughs> That's yep.
0: cool. Um, well, I remember on the Mega CD, there was a number of... Because obviously people were really going mental with the whole FMV thing at the time, and there were a few titles that allowed you to remix people's music videos. Oh. and I remember oh. there being one for Crisscross, Cross those two lads who used to wear their trousers backwards <laughs> and uh, in excess if I remember correctly as you do one. yeah and you could just you know, take they, they'd they actually managed to get hold of like literally all the footage and b-roll and everything from a particular music video so you could actually re-edit it and, and remix the videos which is kind of cool oh. yeah yeah, what, I'm trying to think what else there. What else there's been out there? Because I'm, I'm sure there's wise. been a. Yeah, music. You game, had the Michael Jackson game on the Master System, didn't you? Yeah, Moonwalker.
2: Moonwalker. Yeah.
0: The arcade version was much better.
2: <laughs> I don't doubt it. I never actually played that. I never played oh, it. Oh
0: mate, if I can get main working on NetPlay, we'll have to play that. There it we go. Was, it was it was isometric, okay. and you could play three players, and it was an isometric sort of scrolling beat 'em up, and it was an awesome game. So, yeah,
2: we'll have to do that. By extension, is Brutal Legend a music game? Because it's got a lot of musicians in it.
0: Are they actually in it? Oh, yeah, Ozzy's in it. I know that much. And Lemmy. And Lemmy. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose that, that would oh, count then, yeah.
2: there was the Lemmy Twins... Oh, actually, no. What well, you didn't play as him. Uh, there was the... Uh, oh, what's it called? Victor Fran. uh Motorhead. D- expansion standalone expansion that was actually really good, uh, and that had six or seven of their songs in it. That was pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, I'm sure there's yeah. been plenty of other things. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, Om- Omnicron, the first game by David Cage, guy who recently yes. did, or oh, the guy who's done Detroit Beyond. Become human and and did beyond two souls. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Omnicron had David Bowie as the villain, I think, and he recorded yes, a right, whole right. album for the for the game.
0: Yeah. See, there's been a few people that have done that. There's a band that I like called Machine Supremacy, and they're a Swedish. They call themselves Sid Metal, okay. so they combine metal music with the dulcet tones of the Commodore sixty four. <laughs> Which are awesome, and yeah, they make Sid Metal. and they did. There was a game called Jets and Guns, okay, that came out on DOS, I think. Quite an old game, but that's yeah. The entire soundtrack was done by uh, Machine Supremacy, and more interestingly, and this is this is quite fun. I love this album, uh, Genesis Does Twisted Dreams. Have you played that, Dan?
2: Y- yeah, I. I- is that the latest one? Yeah. I just found the pacing really weird. I, I didn't weird. enjoy the game, but, but, uh, but, but anyway, you, carry on. You can switch between the
0: light and the dark.
2: Yes, yeah.
0: And one's got sort of a video game music, and then one's got the metal version of the same tune. Yep. All the metal versions of National supremacy Ah, okay. And the reason they got bought in to do it was they'd actually, on one of their very early albums, put out a version of the Jenna theme tune on their on their cd so when they came to remake the game we were like okay here's all the music do your versions of it and then we'll put all in the game
2: wasn't gianna sisters originally a dud
0: version of something else it was a rip-off of mario and it got banned oh nintendo actually got the game banned nice which was immensely amusing because the next version of gianna sisters that ever existed came out exclusively for the ds hey hey but but yeah it was i mean the, the you go back and play the original game it is a straight up mario rip off Good directly ahead. it's not even like oh inspired no it is mario <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but that that's that that'd be an interesting topic dodgy dodgy copies of games because there's been uh, obviously now, even now you get you get one game comes out and then you get a bunch of uh, copies like everyone doing battle royale games now.
2: This is very true. You do have trends, yeah. So PUBG this week.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Slap. Well, did you see that? Uh, oh, that other game got a it got a name, didn't it? Uh, the the five hundred people four hundred people uh, game. Oh no! Yeah, it's got a name um, now. It was just um, being called Project X. Uh, let me. What's it called? Let me just find it's out. It called it. <laughs> it's called Fred. It's called. <laughs> it's called. It's called. It's called. It's <laughs> called. Maverick's proving ground.
1: Oh, so they put. G into an AI and told it to spit out something similar.
2: I think so, yeah. And then it was like, hey, I want another Tony Hawk's game. And then maybe it watched too much Top Gun. And then... <laughs> he ended up with Maverick's Proving Grounds. But yeah, that's the 400-strong Battle Royale game. But I think what it does is I think the map's zoned off and...
1: Yeah, you get subsets or something, isn't it? And
2: so you've got 140 or 160 people effectively in an area... And then it probably uh, rejiggles it around until it ends up in a I, in I, a I, uh, I, in a big showdown.
1: So like a round robin pubg.
2: I, I think so, but I think technically you could run away from one area and end up in the other, uh, the other that's you know against other
0: <laughs> See, for some reason, all I've got in my head is oh, this is a really bizarre thing that popped up in my head. But once WCW did a sixty-man battle royal with three rings,
2: yeah.
0: And you had twenty people in each ring and then when it got down to like four in each ring, they all joined one ring and then had the final face off.
2: <laughs> See, it And, did and that work seems like, that. like
0: what this is gonna be. But it's a it's a good it's a good enough
2: format, I suppose. It, this is running on improbable, which is a really interesting technology that's uh that's drop up everywhere. <laughs> and what it is, is it's uh I, I think they offer a whole bunch of services, but the main thing is that the servers are quite powerful uh, okay. and they have a world creation system that's tied into it and they'll do they'll do lore and writing for you as well because there's a game, Worlds Adrift, by Bossa, which is f- floating islands, you're on ships, you can yes. float between them, but what they've done is they've taken this... Uh, I guess, originally randomly generated-ish world, uh, but then they've made it permanent and into an MMO. And so if people go off and explore here and there, it creates new lumps of the world, but remembers them and retains them and serves them up. And so it's uh, it's interesting technology that I can't quite put my finger on what exactly it, it is and does, but it's it's it encompasses a lot of interesting stuff. So it's like a middleware thing? Yes, very much so. Uh I think effectively you, 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 from people I've spoken to it's server maintenance apart from it can do some very very cool stuff so if you work with them you can you know integrate a lot of cool things all I can think about Was this you?
1: is that scene from Chon Legacy where all the different smaller arenas join into one big one <laughs> that's all I can think of now
2: oh for mavericks i mean it could be i reckon it's probably slightly zonal i reckon that what it does is it go what it does is it goes right so the map is this size Mm. but if we work out where 100 people are to the top right-ish that's area one and this is area and so people that are in the middle or crossing over other brackets are slightly moving along the people that are within registered within each area
1: but i don't know mm. Like okay. the the zone in PUBG but tied to the number of people and the size and the area of the people maybe, I
2: guess? Potentially. I mean, frankly, okay. it's if it's got four hundred people in it, someone's gonna be very disappointed or people will be very disappointed if they can't line three hundred and ninety nine people up in a row and kill them all. Yeah. So I think they do Or do need like a four hundred get... person race. That's it. Uh, so they do definitely need to get the messaging straight before it comes out, because selling it as a four hundred man battle royale, if you're not actually serving that up at every given point mm. in time, could could you know cause a bit of a reaction.
1: Yeah
0: it makes me think now you guys might be able to help me with this because I'm sure this is something that I heard of a game doing but I can't remember what the name of the game was if indeed it is true or whether I've just imagined it but it was a big sort of adventure game I don't know if it was medieval or sort of modern day but you could play it single player or multiplayer but even if you played single player you were kind of online as well and the multiplayer maps were just segmented off chunks of the open world. So you, even if you were playing single player, you might accidentally wander into a multiplayer match where something else is going on and be able to potentially affect the outcome and then just wander off out somewhere else. Now, I, know, sounds... I mean, Guild Wars was a bit like that. Now, I know Guild Wars has got the PvP and the PvE, but I thought they were completely different realms.
2: It's No, it's. I'm pretty sure it's all instanced. Oh, in the first one it was literally you're in a hub and then you go off to an instance and you know nobody else exists blah blah, blah 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 whereas i'm pretty sure pretty sure that two you were affecting the world and you could be in multiplayer and you didn't have to be and you could be in single player
0: yeah but I mean, I mean I've got Guild Wars and I've played oh, Guild Wars too, and I've played it quite a bit but normally if, you, if you're in a single player thing you, you go into an instance and you're in a single player area but most of the time you're just wandering around and yeah there are big fights going on with like a boss monster perhaps that just happen in the real world but this was specifically this, this you would be literally walking into an 8v8 multiplayer game but just not be on either team and just be there and go crap I'm in the middle of something here and then you know but I've, I've probably dreamt it, to be honest. And if I if I have, it's something that needs to be done. I know people hate it when you have to be online to play a single-player game, but for this kind of effect, it'd be kind of cool.
2: Yeah, no, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, after all, you know, we, we have technology now that these things don't have to be in instances. I mean, look at Grand Theft Auto Online. I know it's a little bit... I know that people a little bit love-hate about the lobbies, but it is pretty cool when you're you know driving somewhere to to go on a go on a mission because you wanted to you know drive there and then two or three people are belting down the other side of the road trying to smash each other up and then mm. someone flies past with a helicopter that's pretty cool i
0: don't know it got to the point where i stopped i mean i did play gta online quite a bit when it first came out but eventually i stopped because there were so many hackers and um, it's, it's, I mean, it's still fun now if you jump into a private instance with just your mates, but play, but playing in open lobbies, it's just a complete nightmare now. They've, oh, got, they've lost control it. completely.
1: If you get like eight friends then it's quite good, especially because not many modders these days it makes the world more interesting.
2: It's always good fun to have a mess about with mates in that rather than doing anything structured. So. Yes. But uh, but yeah, it's just getting them all in, and yeah, hoping that a modder and a hacker doesn't rock up. I never really had too much trouble with them, but I have heard people say that it's kind of ruined it for I've them. So
1: I've met more friendly modders than evil modders personally. <laughs> <laughs> Where well, just bags it, GT- of money start falling out the sky. Oh
0: yeah, well, that's 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 the good side of it. But when you get someone yes. who's invulnerable with a, a homing rocket yes, launcher, I've met it's a few just of them. yeah. And they they like every time you die, they seem to teleport directly to where you spawn, and you're dead again. You just can't get out of that system. It's like whatever, log off. It's a bit, a bit silly. Good old comedians.
1: <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, go on. Have, have any of us bought our switches at launch? Yes, any I did. here. Have you noticed anything strange with your play data?
0: Right. I've got, I don't don't know if this is a potentially controversial opinion or not, but who cares? Why do you need to know how long you've played a game? Is it really that important? Oh.
1: I find it interesting.
0: Interesting, but is it really important and really something you want to get really irate about on Twitter? No, it's not important. Who cares? Have people got irate? Yeah. People are going mental. About about the fact that their their playtime stats have been reset, people have gone absolutely ballistic, and it's just like, well, whatever, get over yourself. Wow. If I looked, at, if I if I looked at my Steam suddenly and I just looked at my thing and all my playing time was reset to zero, do you know what I'd say? Oh well, never mind, because it's not important. <laughs> people like to use it as a willy like a willy waggling thing, like, oh, I've played four hundred hours of this game. Look. So? Just means you haven't got a life. <laughs> Go outside, see people occasionally. That's coming from me, someone who never leaves the house. But yeah, I just I don't know. I if, well, if, if, if mine gets reset, I don't care. It's it's not important to me at all. So what well, what's your opinion? Sorry, Toby, you did bring it
1: up. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, just I didn't it was want
2: a... to mention anything. <laughs> I just it just
1: follows a curious little
2: oh,
1: That someone forgot to do something somewhere yeah. when writing the switch, and yeah, I would be a little annoyed. But oh well, I
0: don't know. But you bring up you bring up a good point, Toby, and that is that <laughs> not 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 for you because you're you're in the future already. But today for me it is the one year anniversary of the switch.
1: Is it uh, the switch being released, or are you activating your switch? What's the uh,
0: well, that no, was released third of March in UK last year. So.
1: Yeah, is it? Is the one year counting from when the Switch was announced, or when you turned on your Switch for the first time, or what's it counting? What do you mean from?
0: for the player stats? Or
1: yes, Yeah, Sorry,
0: I don't know. And to be honest, from what I've seen, most of it, most of the hangar seems to be from people that it hasn't actually happened to. It happened to two people, as far as I know. And it's kind of just blown up from there, with people going, "Oh, I hope mine doesn't get deleted." Oh, boycott Nintendo. So, How would you yeah, boycott it, someone? I don't think it's a, it's a widespread issue. I think it's very it's a very small thing. But obviously, it's issues like that get blown up out of proportion. Yes. But yeah, but yeah, it's, a, it's one year anniversary of the Switch today, and it's had a bloody mm. good year.
1: Yes. How many? <sighs> Blimey.
0: I mean, there's got to be over 400 games already. It's a silly amount of games. But yeah, it's been a very good year and hopefully they can keep it up going forward. I mean, obviously, we already know there's a couple of really big games coming out. The things like the Pokemon game, which is going to sell like absolute hotcakes. Metroid Prime 4 is going to sell a lot of hotcakes. So... There's a good few big ones in the pipeline. A lot it'll...
1: of really, yeah. yeah.
0: Obviously, we've got Bayonetta three to look forward to as well, which is going to be mm-hmm. fairly big again amongst a need... certain thing of the populace.
1: I should get Bayonetta at some point. I heard good things about it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, what we've got coming up? Kirby's coming out soon. Yoshi oh. will be out soon. Um, there's no doubt, no doubt going to be a Smash uh, Brothers relatively soon as well
1: yes I've heard various
0: So ev- that'd be fun so even from the big companies they've got mm. a good year ahead and then with all the fantastic indie games that are coming as well and seemingly keep coming
1: still need to get Golf Story
0: yes you do Rest- <laughs> you really do Respect your countrymen, Toby. <laughs> Have a little pride.
1: I just haven't got round to it at all.
0: Plus, it is just a, a fantastic game.
1: I'll do it as soon as the podcast is finished, I promise.
0: <laughs> I expect a full report on next podcast. Ooh, done. <laughs> anyway, I think that brings us to the end of uh, this week's rambling. So... uh from myself Toby and Dan we will see you next time bye for now bye bye
2: bye